Welcome to the Fabulous 413. I'm Khalees Smith. And I'm Monty Belmonte. Later in the show, underappreciated time signatures get their due with local band The Threesies, who will be performing at the Divine Theater in Holyoke tonight. And once again, we entered with Wine Thunderdome, hanging out with Bruce and Benson from Provisions and challenging Monty's better senses. We'll be tasting something that oh, is maybe not within his sensibilities. Get your nose out of the air. Canned wine. Uh, it's not bad. Quote, I hereby order you to cease and desist all events that constitute a nightclub, dance hall, discotheque, bar, or similar entertainment purposes inside the premises until automatic sprinklers are installed, said a letter from the Northampton Fire Chief, John Davin, to Cassandra Holden of Bombix. This taken from Nancy Cohen's piece on NEPM.org. He wrote that Holden told them Bombex sells up to 330 tickets for events that include live music, that there's alcohol on the premises, and that it's advertised as a nightclub in local papers. Based on that information, Devine said, Davin? I think it's Davin. 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 Yes. It's not spelled like that. No, it isn't. This is my problem. Said Bombex is a nightclub and must have sprinklers. The nonprofit has the right to appeal to the Massachusetts Fire Safety Commission and the Automatic Sprinkler Appeals Board. Northampton Mayor Gina Louise Shera issued a statement supporting the fire department's decision, but the mayor said that she will actively help Bombix seek funding for the safety upgrades needed for this important historic structure. And that was the story until earlier today. So this is in some ways breaking news. Dated uh, as of late yesterday from Northampton Fire and Rescue regarding rescindment of the Bombix cease and desist order, dear Ms. Holden, After consultation with the city building officials and the mayor's office, I have agreed to rescind my cease and desist order issued on May 19th, 2020. Three, as long as you file for a change of use with the building department by close of business on Tuesday, May 30th. Moving forward, you must abide by and by any and all restrictions ordered by the building department. I thank you and your staff for your cooperation. Please contact me directly if you have any questions. Best regards, John Davin, Fire Chief. Joining us... In the studio from Bombix and Laudable are the aforementioned Cassandra Holden and uh, the board chair of Bombix, Elizabeth Dunaway. Now, two weeks ago, I think it was, maybe three. Three, three, three weeks three. ago. It's been three weeks. We had Ido Moore, who was the curator of the Collider Fest that was scheduled to be that weekend at Bombix. We had him on Thursday, late Thursday night, story breaks, Collider Fest is canceled. What's going on? The rumor mill starts circulating. We have all <laughs> sorts of connections with music emails. people, and we're hearing all these things. But suffice it to say, Kalise and I were angry <laughs> to hear that there was something so uh, well-known and in the works that would be shut down so suddenly. So, cause, uh, And it was worth noting that the mayor of Northampton will be on on Tuesday's show to talk about this from the mayor and city hall's perspective. But does this new letter that we just read on the air today change things for the better for both Bombix and the city of Northampton? Cassandra? I, yes. Yes, I think so. So thanks for having us on this Thank afternoon. Thank you for coming on. Um, it's, it's been quite the roller coaster ride yeah. the past yeah. few weeks. Even for us watching <laughs> the roller coaster go around outside. Yeah. Um, and I first want to start by saying, you know, there have been a lot of folks who are really supportive of Bombix. That's our community, our elected officials, municipal leaders. Um, this whole thing kicked off when... Um, uh, there was a group of neighbors who wrote a letter that was shared with multiple city departments. Um, it was our understanding that the initial inspection by the fire inspector was prompted by a noise complaint from our neighbors. And there rolled out this, you know, perplexing 
emotionally challenging series of events, including the cancellation of Collider Fest earlier this month um, on very short notice. Um, and so we've been working, you know, in conversation with multiple city departments to unstick this thing, to find a pathway forward. How can we be compliant with regulation, but also, you know, do all of the programming that we do? And quite frankly, we're not a nightclub. You know, we have served alcohol three times this year at our public events. Um, you know, and and even that—that's not us. This is Elizabeth. <laughs> that's not us serving the alcohol. The that's one-day licenses that are given by the city to other vendors. Uh, Bombix itself has no liquor license, and we we have no intention of of getting a liquor license anytime soon. So, or maybe ever. Yeah, and our programming is more akin to what you might find at a performing arts center or a community cultural center. You know, the nightclub definition is, you know, it's a bit of a stretch when you consider that most of our programming ends by 9 or 10 o'clock. And as right. I said, we rarely serve alcohol. We're, that would be the most boring nightclub that one could imagine. <laughs> uh, just because, like, we were talking briefly about it, I'm going to introduce, in case nobody's familiar with the acronym NIMBY, NIMBY which stands for Not In My Backyard. Do you know who your NIMBYs are? I'm not going to say I'm not asking you to out anybody, but like, are you aware? Were you made aware of who had made the complaint? Yeah, we yes, we we also received the letter, although to be fair, the letter was not sent to us. It was only sent to the city officials. But then um, then we did receive a copy of the letter. Actually, the same day, <laughs> it was like a, a double punch for Cassandra. We got the letter and then um, then Curtin showed up on this uh, both on Thursday. So it was a little like right. overwhelming. And Curtin is a fire inspector. Yes, Curtin, um, Officer Curtin is the fire and safety, fire safety inspector for the city of Northampton. Now, the big question that we've had for a long time is why does a fire inspector show up for a noise complaint? That's an excellent question. And you still don't have an answer to it? We still don't have an answer to that. Well, perhaps the mayor will have an answer to that of Northampton when we speak on Tuesday. We are currently speaking with Cassandra Holden from Bombix and Laudable Productions and the board chair of Bombix, Elizabeth Dunaway. Full disclosure... Bombix is an underwriter of New England Public Media. That is not why we're having them on. <laughs> no. That's not why we have any of the people that are no. on. What was that, Betsy? Oh, Laudable, not Bombix. And that's all also worth exploring, too. So yes. not everybody knows the relationship between Laudable and Bombix. Laudable existed before Bombix did. I, we worked together on sure. multiple occasions. More full disclosure. No, money has <laughs> never I'm, changed hands between us. And I'm happy to break that down. Happy yeah, so to break that down because I down. think that can be confusing for yeah. the public. So... Um, Laudable is a for-profit production company. We produce concerts events throughout New England, the Mill Pond Live concert series in North East Hampton, which is free. Um, you know, we're even working with NEPM on Asparagus Fest this year. So that that's one separate entity. And Bombix is a 501c3 nonprofit. All of our presenters, that's Laudable, DSP, Valley Classical Concerts, Arcadia Players, pay rent to Bombix to use that space. So Bombix does not generate revenue through ticket sales. We function much like the Academy of Music, where if you're a presenter, you can come and bring your concert, your play, your dance performance, your spoken word, your whatever thing, and we offer you a space and the support to do that. The good news is that as of this weekend, Bombix will continue programming for now. So board president of Bombix, the 501c3, the building, <laughs> the church, Elizabeth Dunaway, the letter that I read said, uh, as of May, uh, May 30th, Tuesday, a new designation will need to come into play. Tell us about what that means and will programming continue after that 
Tuesday, or is that not yet defined? I we believe that um, Tuesday, um, we we'll, we'll be meeting with with um, um, building department head uh, Jonathan, Jonathan Flag, Flag and, and we will um, go through the process of, of the plans that we have already already had, and we've revamped the our plans. We had a f- five six year plan to bring the building all the way up to code. Um, so we'll be meeting with him and go go over the building and go through our plans. And we believe that with this change of use and with the plan with um, flag looking at everything, that we'll be able to continue as we have been with a plan in place with the city. Because I think what might be confusing for people is you've been operating uh, for years at this point now, doing the same kinds of events. And at the same time, have a Christian congregation that meets there and a Jewish congregation. And a daycare. Yeah. And a gallery. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, we're as an entity, we're unusual. Like it's this Mm -hmm. multi-pronged partnership, you know, with with our two resident faith communities, with the daycare, which has been there since the 50s. Um, You know, it's not your typical redevelopment of a property. So we're still sacred space. We offer arts programming, educational programming. We have the daycare. We have an art exhibition space. We have, you know, a wonderful kids summer theater camp that rehearses with us. So we're, we're all the things. And so it's sometimes challenging to tease those apart. Does this ruling and uh, reconfiguring affect any of the outdoor planet, uh, outdoor events that you would normally have planned for the summer? So our entertainment license enables us to have 30 30 performances, events outside. Events are designed, uh, are articulated as something that's ticketed. So that's not your wedding, your bar mitzvah, your retirement party. That's that's a show of some kind. Um, we we had the Bombix Brass Ensemble and the Tycho Drummers outside last weekend, which was phenomenal. Um, you know, we've planned to have about three of our events outside, even though we are permitted to have 30 as a concession to our neighbors who are, you know, troubled by the outdoor performances because of the noise levels. And that, I mean, it c- continues to come back to that same issue that you, this is not the first run in you've had with the neighbors in that part of Florence about noise, about parking. What's still confusing to me is that a noise complaint happens. The fire department shows up and then there's the building department, uh, the building inspector is also involved in this. So uh, can you help me understand? Are you out of violation of fire code? Are you out of violation of building code? Are you out of violation of both? Do you even know at this point? Well, Elizabeth was, or Cassandra uh, from Bombix slash uh, Elizabeth. Okay, I'll, I'll start. Um, I do think it is still, um, we are still unsure, you know, how this came down. And, and I mean, we have all the same paperwork that everyone else has seen all this, you know, but but we're not sh- we're, we're not sure exactly where it started other than what, what we were told that, it, you know, a lieutenant curtain came to because of a noise complaint. Um, so, so we don't we don't really know um, which which part you know set off other parts. You know, um, but we are, as far as we know, we've been compliant. We've been working with the city from the very beginning. We um, they knew our plans. We were told we would be all set if we did everything the way we were doing it, and that's why it was such a shock to us because. They knew that we were going to put in sp- sprinklers. They knew that we were on a path to bring the entire building up to code. Um, and that is not unlike lots of other um, organizations and buildings in Northampton that have a multi, multi-year multi plan to, to bring things together. So it was a shock to us that suddenly we weren't allowed to, to do that plan, that we had to be shut down. 
and somehow come up with all the money before we could open our doors again. Um, so we are very relieved that, that has been rescinded. Yeah, and if you're just joining this conversation, we're speaking with Cassandra Holden from Bombix in Florence and also from Laudable Productions and Bombix board chair Elizabeth Dunaway. Bombix had been shut down due to building slash fire code violations, but as of today, received a letter from the fire department rescinding that cease and desist order. Do you know what prompted the fire chief today to send that uh rescission of the cease and desist order. We don't. Um, you know, we have a lot of supporters who've been working on this directly and behind the scenes. We've been asking a lot of questions. Um, we've worked, you know, with our legal team over at uh, Fierce Bloomberg Ohm. We have been in Full touch- disclosure, my legal team. Oh, okay, your legal team too. <laughs> there you go. Also, I believe an underwriter. <laughs> I'm doing public meeting. <laughs> This is like seven, seven degrees of separation. One Bacon. big happy family. Small town. <laughs> we are one big happy family. Sestuous family, yes. um, yeah. Anyway, the point being that there are a lot of folks working both directly and indirectly to help us get to the bottom of this. I don't think we will ever know exactly, you know, which actions prompted this response. I'm just grateful that we're here now. Yeah. And it seems... We, oh, go oh, ahead. So I was just going to add that yesterday we had, um, we submitted our appeal to the the statewide sprinkler board. Um, And we were under the impression that the fire department was going to um, basically try to um, repeal that appeal, you know, that we were going to be told that the the appeal wouldn't happen. And there was, so we were prepared today to get that news and then have to move our shows outside for the weekend. And we were prepared for actually really unhappy news today so that we got the, when we got this letter, it was, it was a very, very good surprise. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what I was, low key, what I was expecting too. That everything would have to move outside for right. the weekend to make it okay. But it's, yeah, it's good. It's good stuff. So, on the situation of the sprinklers, this is an old building from the late 1800s, if I remember correct. Do you remember when? 1861 is it, when this building was built. And it's historic building. I mean, part of the mission of Bombix too. I mean, maybe you should talk about that a little bit, Elizabeth, as a board chair. Um, it, it is above and beyond just putting on shows. Exactly. I was going to add that a little earlier, but um, our mission isn't about shows. Our mission is about stabilizing this building. It's it, Our mission is, is very linked to, it's only linked to the building at 130 Pine Street. So, um, and that's why we're such a unique situation and we have all these different partners and, and things going on. And so it was very sweet um, while this was all happening. Everyone was like, well, Bombix can just move their shows, but that's not true because actually Bombix itself we don't have shows right as as Cassandra pointed right. out we're we're the place where shows happen and we support them and we do all those things but moving our shows other places doesn't help us like the money goes someplace else then so i think it's a good clarifying that the bombix actually doesn't do the shows we just host them all we are we're um a facility basically right. so a community center in that way well like it's the thing we were discussing earlier where like Basically, like the the church is hosting the shows as opposed to being the thing that is propelling the shows, like booking the shows and bringing the shows in. And that's an important distinction in a lot of ways that I think maybe like has been glossed over for a, a lot of this. Right. Or confused. I think just people yes, were confused. Same. You know, I just um, even I think. Um, when Lieutenant, Lieutenant Curtin came in, one of the first things we did was try to back off this this um, naming, calling us a nightclub. And we were, we were like, well, I, I don't think you know what we, you know, you, we were trying to explain who we were and what we did because we thought it just came out of nowhere. And, you know, we certainly 
aren't a nightclub. And so that was the first thing we did was try to explain what we are, who we do, you know, who we are, what we do, <laughs> and all of those things. So um, just to kind of clarify the situation. And it's a church-shaped building, <laughs> but that has a nonprofit has a- as a part of it, that has an actual church as a part of it, that has a synagogue and a daycare as a part of it. And, and a gallery. And a gallery. And a, gallery. And we, um, it, <laughs> and a kitchen. It was the mayor's chief of staff, Alan Wolf, who was quoted in the Gazette as saying, why can there be a church gathering with 300 people and music, but not a, a performance? And do you have an idea of why that was the case? Yes. So I can explain that a little bit more. So um, 20 years ago, there was this tragic nightclub fire in Rhode Island. I actually right. knew someone who died in that fire. So oh, it's sorry. something that is, you know, I know is a real, it's real. situation and it's that important. people care about and is important. Exactly. Yes. yes. And as a result of that, there, was, there were a series of regulations that, were, that came out of that that were really meant to, you know, prevent that situation from re- reoccurring. Right? right. So you have the implementation of sprinkler systems. Um, you know, and other safety measures to make those types of facilities safer, not death traps. Right. Mm. Right. So but that so as that regulation was being developed, churches were exempted from those regulations, um, which was an acknowledgement that, you know, these are gathering spaces that, you know, it's expensive to retrofit. You know, maybe those congregations don't have the sorts of resources to do that. And to maybe give those them... churches aren't having pyrotechnic shows. Yeah. Most of them. Well, I mean, <laughs> they have fire but, and but brimstone. some of them do. Yeah, some of them true. might. Right. And, you know, let's not forget that, you know, for things like an Easter vigil, there's candles. There's and a stuff. lot Open of candles flames. going yeah. on. Yep. <laughs> so, you know, so there was regulation that I think was developed with good intention, but doesn't necessarily fit in every situation, particularly this one, which is a unique collaboration between all of these entities. So I think part of what has played out in these past few weeks is the collective cognitive processing, trying to figure out which cubbyhole do we fit in and which regulations apply to that cubbyhole that we don't really fit in. (laughs) And if you're just joining the conversation again, the good news that happened today for at least this weekend is that the Northampton Fire and Rescue Chief Uh, did rescind their cease and desist order and programming will continue as normal at Bombix in Florence this weekend. However, we're assuming that there is now an accelerated timeline for the sprinkler system. And I'm assuming that it is not inexpensive to retrofit a church from the 1860s building that old with a sprinkler system. That's right. So that's that's the next big thing on our, you know, on our horizon. We had always planned to install a sprinkler system in the property. But, you know, we had developed this six year implementation plan to address that, as well as a number of other significant accessibility and safety issues in the building. Um, So that that project is now going to move to the front of the line. We understand that it's probably going to cost a few hundred thousand dollars to get that done. Um, So we'll be launching a fundraising campaign very soon. Um, If you'd like to help us before we get all that (laughs) together, um, you can you can um, do a donation at paypal.me slash B-O-M-B-Y-X. 1861. You can also go to our website. To you can also go place. to our website. You can donate there. <laughs> B-O-M-B-Y-X dot live, right? Correct. Yes. Yes. You can drop a check in the mail. We're at one hundred and thirty. We can't Pine tell you Street. to do that. No. No. No, but we're, we But can. we could tell you, you to do that. You could tell me to do that. <laughs> exactly. That's right. Are, are you in any way worried about this situation repeating itself while you're in the middle of that process of like your, your NIMBYs coming together again, like writing more letters and like getting more departments from the city involved to 
try and I I don't even know I can't even put words to it <laughs> really well I mean I do think that because this has been such a very um I don't know public situation I think that going forward um, both both our organization and the city will be very careful to make sure that we have you know we're we're going exactly how the city wants us to go and that we're doing doing what we need to do. We felt we were doing that beforehand, but I think that now that this has all come up, we we're we're going to like re reopen some things and make sure that we're all doing what we're supposed to do. I mean, the other thing about, you know, the nimbies as as you call them. I mean, we we have been working with the neighbors um very closely since the very beginning for, you know, 3, you know, 3 years now. And um and we have made some major concessions already, and mm-hmm. we're going to continue to to work with them. Um, but we've also kind of we've done what we kind of feel in some ways we've done what we can you know, as far as parking and and other things that seem to be some of the problems. Well, we're going to hear about the story from the city side when we meet the mayor, Gina Louise Shara, on Tuesday's show. But we thank you both so much for coming in and helping us all together try to figure out what's <laughs> been going on here, Cassandra Holden from Bombix and Laudable and Elizabeth Dunaway, the Bombix board chair. The Bombix named after the silk moth that was used to try to overturn the in the, the textile industry in the era of slavery in that neighborhood that pays tribute to Sojourner Truth and David Ruggles with a mission that seems to be in line with that, with a, a place for arts and equity. So we're glad that it's good news for everybody this weekend, I think, that yeah, uh, congratulations. everybody's seeing eye to eye and moving forward together. And you can see the person we're hearing right now there this weekend. Yes. That's true. Yes. Harold yes. Lopez Nusa will be there at right, Bombix this weekend. Tonight. That's Buy tonight. a ticket. Buy Come tickets. join us. Yes. <laughs> Later this hour. It's our pleasure. Later this hour for Live Music Friday, we've got three members of the band, the Threesies, Jim Henry, J.J. O'Connell, and Paul Kahansky, all of... The Three Z songs are in three, four time. They're playing the Divine in Holyoke tonight. So you'll have to split your time. Up next, Memorial Day weekend is upon us, and we'll enter the Wine Thunderdome with something that might be perfect for summertime refreshment. We'll drink canned wine with Benson and Bruce from Provisions. Mm. You're listening to the fabulous 413 on NEPM. We're at Provisions in Longmeadow. And uh, there's a series of fun signs when you walk into this wonderful wine and beer and cheese shop, and you are the creator of the signs. Becca, tell us about some of the most recent, the greatest hits of your signs out there. Oh, sure. So the one sitting outside right now is uh, Link, specifically from Tears of the Kingdom, because the new Zelda game just came out. Mm. I've been playing it nonstop. Just in case you haven't seen your video game, your Switch-owning friends, this is why. Yeah, Zelda. I don't know if anyone has gotten it yet, but it's out there, and it's just waiting for someone to notice him. <laughs> we noticed it on the I way in. I noticed it immediately. But you've had other fun ones recently, too. Yeah, so uh, the one before that was the Swedish chef from the Muppets. And I actually looked up a Swedish phrase of, I think I said, I'm excited to make a new delicious meal. And I don't know if anyone knew that it was real Swedish or not, but it was on there. <laughs> and then before that, we had uh, Admiral Akbar, who was uh, saying, it's a Trappist, about Trappist ales. <laughs> it's a Trappist. 
Love the nerdy Star Warsy Muppetsy Zelda E references yeah. out there. And the satisfaction in making jokes for yourself in oh, the yeah. content oh, yeah. you make. I do it all the time. That's As somebody who does it all the time. <laughs> That's like ninety percent of my jokes are just they're for me, and if other people laugh, like, I'm oh, happy about it. <laughs> yeah, we are changing it up and drinking wine from a can. Benson High provisions. Canned wine, it's the new craze. Is it? <laughs> it is. It's actually taking off as a category. A, there's way more real wine being put into a can. Right. They're also figuring out the technology of canning it so that it is okay and stable in uh-huh. a can. But also as a format, you know, it's great for the beach. It's great for the pool. It's great when you're traveling. You know, if you're backpacking for a couple of days and you want some wine, I'm looking at you, Becca. <laughs> throw, throw a couple cans in your backpack. When you're finished with it, you crumple it up and it's light and takes up no space. Yeah. Most waste both of wine and of resources. Exactly, and that's actually one of the reasons that a number of producers are switching to it because of the environmental impact of packaging and shipping. It's more recyclable, it's way lighter as you're shipping it across the US. It takes up way less space than a box of bottles. So, you know, there's many environmental reasons to switch to cans. What do you think, Bruce McCamus, from Provisions? Is, are, you, is, are you on board with this new trend? Yes, totally. And boxed wines, too. Boxed yeah. wines, I think, get a bad rep, and not undeservedly so, but I think real wine snobs acknowledge that there are actually really good wines in boxes. In boxes. Mm-hmm. Not all real wine snobs are ready to make the leap into I, cans. I have a good Throwing friend. you under the bus, wine son from State Street. <laughs> no can wines no at can. State Street. <laughs> oh, baby. There's a wall of shame he has in the wine bunker of can wines. Wines. Really? Yeah, can wine. I'll show you next time we're there. Earth hater. Yeah. <laughs> now, we're gonna, now we're getting into Gauntlet the real Thunderdome throw. territory. There's going to be a fight. Gauntlet throw. Two men I mean, there's something to be said about the idea that when a first growth Bordeaux gets into a can, maybe then real wine snobs will appreciate. Oh, there was a California producer that was selling $24 cans. And they were charging a little less than their full, full bottle. And so actually that's another, um, because of the cost savings, mm-hmm. they actually come to the consumer less expensive. It's also worth noting that a can of wine is a half bottle of wine. So, yeah. so you're and drinking- not something to uh, snooze on because I went to the Dolly Parton show at Tanglewood. Here you come again. And I brought a couple cans of wine and I finished both cans and then I realized I had just consumed a full bottle. Just when I forgot to get myself together. Caveat Emptor. Great show. Yeah. <laughs> I bet. Maybe Dolly's a bit. Dolly's a good time. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I wish. Yeah. Man, oh man. We yeah. love Dolly Parton. Yes. Everyone loves Dolly Parton. Yes. I will also say that I do get canned wine. Mm. I get it at the East Ham Superette in East Ham en route to the beach. Just like you said though, for some reason it's the only time I want wine in a can on the beach. And it's easier to hide it from the authorities. Exactly. (laughs) It could be a soda. Love the shout out to East Ham Superette. Love East Ham Superette. You're from Brewster? Yeah. We stay at Nickerson every year. No way. Yeah. Yeah, I used to when I was a kid at State Nickerson. Oh yeah, right here. I love to point to my arm when I say where things are in the Cape. Yeah, I'm from you're from right there, in the crook is, of the arm. It is akin to the Michigan thing, where you put up your hand and you show where in the state you're yeah. from. The mitten. Woods Hole. Pete <laughs> Down. Man, you're good. You really Woods know, your, you really know your arm. <laughs> I don't think these are the 
signs for those guys. Chatham is the weenus. I want a t-shirt oh, that says that. Man. All right, so here's our first canned wine ever in the Wine Thunderdome at Provisions Long Meadow. We were just talking about how there is serious wine canned, and I'm not saying that these wines aren't serious, but they're meant to be a little bit more playful and fun. Mm -hmm. They are wine spritzers, which means they have uh, sparkling water added to them. Uh, and they are slightly aromatized, uh -huh. so they, they have some citrus. I was gonna say the aroma on this is pretty intense. For and these are ostensibly rosés, right? Ostensibly rosés. This is listed as rosé. It is the slightest pink in yes. color. <laughs> what is this one called? So this is from Field Recordings, and it's basically their rosé spritzer. Mm -hmm. Where field? Um, what's Field? Recordings? So they're in Paso Robles, California. It's big conversation, Paso Robles, Paso Robles. Right. I was just there for uh, wine camp uh -huh. or wine school. Everybody brought it up and everybody said it differently. Ultimately, they're, either one is right. And, <laughs> and you just call it Paso. Pass. Okay, field recordings. I like that name. It's what we're yeah. doing right now, theoretically. Hey. <laughs> I'm tasting like a ton of citrus on this. Mm -hmm. It tastes very like orangey, yeah. orange, pe orange peely. Oh yeah. Yeah, pomelo. Technically grapefruit, grapefruit. but you know. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> All right. It is light. It's refreshing. Mm -hmm. It's light. It's refreshing. How much it's alcohol? Lower, lower ABV, which is yeah. also one of the things that I like about this. So if you end up at a Dolly Parton show. Here you come again. And you have two cans, you can drink both of them <laughs> yeah. and be okay. Yeah. <laughs> 7.1%. Yeah, so more like a beer. Yeah. yeah. Like Most beer. wine is in the 12-ish range yeah. or above. That seems about right for like spritzer. And if you're drinking at the beach, you don't necessarily want something big and boozy. You kind of want something light and refreshing. It's got real dancey acid. Yeah. Mm. That's, yeah. <laughs> I love dancey acid. <laughs> he did it at the Dolly Parton yeah. show. All right. What do you think? Do you like it? I do like it. Yeah. Is it I wine? Kind of like it. Not sure. And one of the things I like Ooh. about this guy in particular, this winemaker for field recordings, is he doesn't really have any traditional wine training background, and he just kind of tries things. And so he's definitely out there on the forefront. I remember Benson and Bruce from Provisions in Longmeadow, probably now like 15 or maybe close to 20 years ago, canned beer was looked down upon yeah. by beer snobs. Like it was all bottles of beer. And it's then true. all of a sudden everything flipped. Yeah. And there was a lot of the same reasons too, except, uh, and also uh, preservation. Like yeah. it, it stays fresher longer to can. And, right? and actually that is another good point, especially if you're going to the beach, you don't want sunlight to hit the juice because UV ruins things that it touches, yeah. beverages that we like to drink. And so if it's in a can, no UV problems at all. Are so. people at the point where they're aging canned wines or is that still no, ways away? No, I think, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know that that will ever happen. <laughs> but you know, 99% of the wine that people purchase is consumed within like 24 hours. So yeah. it's, it's not like many people are aging anything these days. Right. So. Monty, we'll be happy to put one of each of these aside for you, and you can open them in five years. Okay. What is our second canned wine in the Wine Thunderdome as we slide into the unofficial first weekend of summer here? The second wine, we're staying in California. This is Island Citrus. Islands in the stream. That is what we are. From McBride Sisters. McBride um, sisters. Yeah, the McBride sisters. They're awesome. They have an awesome story too. They so they're sisters, but the, one was raised in New Zealand, one was raised in California. They both became winemakers and then were reunited and decided that hey, we're both doing this thing. Let's collaborate. And now they're making wine in California and New Zealand under their own label here. She can. She is, can is the name of it. Is yeah. the name of yeah. is the name of the can the can line and a uh, portion of the proceeds go to Black women in wine, nice. which is also. 
It's a good cause. And so here is their island citrus. Um, so again, a rosé. Yeah, like definitely it. more uh, rosé color. But all tropical fruit in the yeah. nose. And almost a little, there's a little coconutty thing going on yeah. here too that um, it's not just fruit fruit. It's like a little bit yeah. of that coconut. Well, it's island citrus. Island citrus. Yeah, yeah. we're on an island here. Wanna... Coconut is not a citrus. That's a good point. Both of these qualify as dry wines, which I think oftentimes when people see a wine spritzer, they expect it to be sweet. It's not Bartles and James. Yeah, there's no, no yeah. artificial colors, there's no artificial flavors, there's no, no sugar added to these. Mm -hmm. It's all just wine, citrus, and water. What's the ABV, the alcohol by volume on this one? 8%. So a little, bit, little bit more dangerous, oh, which is well under what most Ooh. people are drinking in their wines. There's more going on in this one, more notes. Okay, if you were gonna bring two of these to a Dolly Parton show at Tanglewood. Oh man. Which one are you gonna do one take? of each? Nope. That's not how the wine Thunderdome works. That's a little bit of a switch because we have been saying like, these are definitely like beach wines. And now you're asking me to go to Dolly Parton. No, I just wanted to bring up Dolly Parton. I, mean, I wanna go to Dolly Parton. I mean, yeah. I always want to go to Dolly Parton. Right. But I feel like for that, I would have different opinions on oh, what I take wow. to the beach and what I take to Dolly Parton. I would too, actually. I would take field recordings to the beach and take she-can yeah. to, yeah, to Dolly that's Parton. What, that's what I would do. I think the, the acidity, especially if you're on the beach and you're sweating, a little bit more acidity to make you salivate and it would feel a little bit more refreshing. And like, if I'm not Dolly, I think I'd want to act a little bit more grown up. I Unlike last time, when, you're on, last the, time, when yeah. you're on the dance not acid. <laughs> hate to say it, but I think the field recordings has just a little bit more going, like a little more pop. And I think if I'm gonna be drinking something like this from the can, I want that. I think if I'm gonna drink it from the glass, the she can has more going for it. That's the other thing we aren't yeah. actually testing right now. We are not oh, drinking it yeah. right out of the can. We Darn, are pouring we it. We should have had one for each of us. <laughs> or two. Or two. <laughs> then we'd be crazy Dolly Parton living again. That's a dancing. <laughs> Benson, does that mean your vote is for field recordings? I think it has just the ever so slightest edge. My vote is for she can, because I think it's got more layers. I like the kind of tinge of coconut there. It's a little bit more reserved. It's more wine-like. And also, the cool story behind it. Actually, I feel opposite. I'm with you on the field recording. I think it's got, like, even though the acid is a little bracing, I kind of like that. I feel like she can is way more of, like, it feels like a cocktail more than wine. What about you, Bruce? This could be a deciding factor here. Going with the she can. I like, oh. I like the softness. There's a little more complexity of flavor. This um, is the first Thunderdome where there's not one clear winner. There is a split decision. This is the problem. We have four of us. I know. Now we just have to grab some other person we and be tried like, hey. to, We, we really tried to bring in? Kari and Jiri All with right. us this time, and he was very close to coming. Oh, man. Like, we're going to get at least one of them this summer at some point. Yeah. Because we do keep offering. We're going to chase We'll, we'll only be gone for a little gonna... while. Come on. It's right down the, the street. The news will be sad when you get back. <laughs> and you'll be better prepared to deal with it because you'll have wine. <laughs> You're the deciding vote, Becca. Our tiebreaker. I do love the look of the field recordings can. Don't judge a wine in a can by its can. Oh my god, why not? Well, otherwise, what's the point of branding? I guess. Ooh, I like the way the field recording smells. Okay, that was very easy for me. The she can't. Oh, no, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. The field recordings. <laughs> field recordings wins. <laughs> tiebreaker. Why did you prefer the, the field recording? It felt like more quenching, like thirst quenching. And then the she can was like a little more mellow, which is, has its time and place. Like Not at a Dolly today. Parton concert maybe? Yeah, like maybe at a Dolly Parton concert. Jolene, 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 Jolene. 
would that make you dance if you had two cans of that? Like, I need to. If I you need took to some acid, maybe too. It could make me dance. I could also see two cans being one too many. We know who she looked at. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's a wine in a can. It's all the rage. Thought. I thought you might rebel at this one, and you almost did. I did a little bit. You did. <laughs> Police made the decision. I said, make it egalitarian, because again, this is kind of the wave of at least some of the future, and it's not as bad as you think. It's more serious than you think. And we are getting into those warm months where you're going to want to be sitting by a pool, going to the beach, watching Dolly Parton at a live so show. It's so much easier to chill cans than it is to chill bottles, too. Way faster. I think Monty is a convert. When I go back to the East Ham Superette, you better believe it. <laughs> I'm going to smuggle that into Cahoon Hollow Beach. Oh, it still makes me sad. Me too. <laughs> we love you, Tina Turner. <laughs> Up next is Live Music Friday, and we'll waltz, waltz our way into the weekend with the Threesies. Jim Henry, J.J. O'Connell, and Paul Kahansky, three of the Threesies, will join us for the third half of the show. All of their songs are in 3-4 time. They're playing the Divine in Holyoke tonight. You're listening to The Fabulous 413 on NEPM. Welcome back to the Fabulous 413, playing tonight at the Divine Theater at Gateway City Arts in Holyoke. Valley All-Star Musicians United in the Eradication of the Tyranny of 4-4 Time in popular song form and celebrating the power and diversity of three bass time signatures. The Threesies proclaim the beauty of 3-4, and 12-8 time and more. Worth noting that this is a waltz in 3-4. All waltzes, well, maybe not all, jigs, all, strolls, multiples all of three, three for the entirety of the performance tonight in Joining us are three of the threesies for the third half of the show. Shout out to Car Talk. Uh, Jim Henry, J.J. O'Connell, and Paul Kahansky. You're, are you going to fully disclose anything about any of the people that are here with us, Khalees? Do I have to? I don't think. Mean, okay, if well, you want to, you don't have to. Um, playing tonight at the Divine Theater. For those who don't know music, I mean, three, four, four is one, two, three, four, or one, two, three, four. Lots of pop music is like that. But um, three, four is like the song we just heard like many waltzes, and like the song we're about to hear right now, which is? This is uh, Chim Chimney, Ooh. a one we all know and love from our childhood. So. And is it in 3, 4, 6, 8? This is, uh, it's 3, 4, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's 3, three four. 4. Ask the drummer. Yeah. Like a jazz waltz with, uh, with vocals. Nice. Yeah. Chimney, chim, chimney, chim, chim, cheree. A sweep is as lucky as lucky can be. And chim, chimney, chim, chimney, chim, chim, cheroo. Good luck will rub off when I shake hands with you. Well, now, as the ladder of life has been strung, you may think a sweep's on the bottom most rung. Though I spends me time in the ashes and smoke Well, nowhere is there a more happier below Now I choose me bristles, pride, yes I do A broom for the shaft and a brush for the flu Though I'm covered with soot from my head to my toes A sweet nosy's welcome wherever he goes Chimney, chim, chimney, chim, chim, to be. A sweep is as lucky as lucky can be. And chim, chimney, chim, chimney, chim, chim, to brew. 
good luck will rub off when I shake hands with you. The smoke is all billowed and curled Between the pavement and stars That's the chimney sweep's world There's hardly no day There's hardly no night And there's things half in shadows And halfway in light And chim chimney, chim chimney, chim chim cheree When you're with a sweep You're in glad company where is there a more happier crew than them what sings Chim Chim Cheree, Chim Cheroo? Well, Chim Chiminy, Chim Chim Cheree, Chim Cheroo. Woohoo! That was Docious Alley Expeditious Fragicali Rupus. <laughs> How dare you? And that was <laughs> easy for you to say. <laughs> <laughs> Jim Henry, JJ O'Connell, and Paul Kayansky, three of the threesies who are at the Divine in Holyoke tonight. Whose idea was this? Well, <laughs> to make all, to be a band that would do all, there's, there's up, pointing um, going multiples of three. Paul Kahansky. Why, why is this a thing? Why is this? I just thought it would be a fun box, right? You yeah. know, there are so many, say, especially, you know, I, I work with a lot of songwriters. And it's, it is, it's, um, there is a tyranny of 4-4 four, four time, common time. It makes sense. Yeah. But man, there's so much beauty in three. And through the years, especially going back to the 50s, Six eight strolls, mm -hmm. more more babies probably bred <laughs> in six eight time, you know, post war stuff and everything. No, I think I, I think it was six eight. So you know, if you're if like laypersons like fertilization chips, if you're if you're seeking some help. Six it's eight times. Six eight times. Six eight times. It's, it's so much gorgeous. It's, we couldn't. It's and Kalise and I, you know, are musically literate. Kalise more so than me. We couldn't really think of any popular songs in nine eight times. So do you do nine eight songs too? Um. Yeah. There's um, one. There's one in the queue. One. In, yeah, okay. One that we've done. Uh, we did look Aretha, up Aretha's tune. Uh, I never loved a man. Oh. And, nice. Yeah, that is. And if you dig into some of the gospel stuff from that era, got it. You yeah. Know, to, you know, it's like it's in. You know, there's like a three pulse, but it's broken, subdivided. Yeah. Into, you know, yeah. Nice. Well, well, let's uh, let's hear another one from the Threesies playing at Divine in Holyoke tonight. You should pull that up a little. This bit. is for uh, old Levon. And for all the farmers. And for all the farmers and who lost so farmers. many of their crops on the frost last week in our local right. backyard. Hope you get some water. Yes. Well, the poor old dirt farmer, he's lost all his corn, and now where? The money to pay off his loan. He lost all his corn. Can't pay off his loan. He lost all his corn. Well, the poor old dirt farmer, he only grows stones. He grows them on down to the big enough to roll. He rolls them on down to the tax man in town. Rolls them all down. 
Well, the poor old dirt farmer, he's left all alone. His wife and his children, they've packed up and gone. They packed up and gone. He's left all alone. They packed up and gone. Well, the poor old dirt farmer, how bad he must feel. He fell off his tractor up under the wheel. And now his head is shaped like a tread. But he ain't quite dead. I'll take it away, Jimmy. Henry, J.J. O'Connell, and Paul Kahansky playing The Divine in Holyoke at Gateway City Arts tonight. Uh, let's take a little break and see if we can't squeeze in a third song from the oh, threes. Oh, we can do that. I have faith in I this. think I have faith, too. You're listening to The <laughs> Fabulous 413 on NEPM. Welcome back to The Fabulous 413. Playing tonight in Holyoke at the Divine Theater at Gateway City Arts are the Threesies, an all-star group of local musicians playing only songs in 3-4 three, 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 time. Not 3-3, three, because three, that's a weird time. But 3-4-6-8, which feels more like 2-4, but we're not getting into that. 9-8-12-8, all those fun time signatures. You have another song for us? We do. Fantastic. Yeah, and just to clarify, 3-Z is, is my own guerrilla bandstand term to turn around to a drummer and say, yeah, it's a 3-Z, so he doesn't start going, tee, tee, da, tee, tee. <laughs> <laughs> J.J. O'Connell on drums today, playing a box he found in the NEPM hallway that he's going to take home with him. Giving back I, to the community it's, it's is mine what we now. say. Yeah. It's definitely mine. We are a people's radio station. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Uh, here's one Brother Ray taught us. One, two, three, four. Well, my bills are all due and the baby needs shoes and I'm busted. Cotton is down to a quarter a pound and I'm busted. Got a cow that's run dry and a hen that won't lay. Big stack of bills gets bigger each day. And the county's gonna call my belongings away cause I'm busted. Well, I went to my brother to ask for a loan cause I was busted. I had to beg like a dog for a bone, but I'm busted. My brother said there ain't a thing I can do. 
My wife and my kids are all down with the flu. And I was just thinking about calling on you, cause I'm busted. Tonight at the Divine Theater at Gateway City Arts in Holyoke, Paul Kahansky taking the lead on that one on bass. Jim Henry, incredible guitar playing, and J.J. O'Connell playing a box with some brushes. <laughs> Unbelievable. There's footage of that we will put up online. It's wicked cool. Next week on the show, we've got the mayor of Northampton responding to the Bombic situation, which is now coming to a peaceful conclusion, it seems. Nice. Oh, our director is Tony. Totally worth the trouble, Don. Our engineer is bass is the best. Betsy Credible Cordis. Our technical team is Bart Backup Plans for the Backup Plans Rank and Kara. We're on the clock, so we gotta get going. Foster and Punk Root Boy Dubay. Musical thanks to Spouse, which JJ's also a part of. Happy Valley Guitar Orchestra. Harold Lopez Nusa. The theme from Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. The Swedish Chef. Dolly Parton. Elliot Smith. Cake. Chris Haynes, also part of the Threesies, I believe. <laughs> the Threesies themselves. And De La Soul, plus our dearly departed Tina Turner. I'm Khalees Smith. And I'm Monty Belmonte. We'll see, see you next all... week. Yeah, next week. On the Fabulous Four. Have a good holiday. Stop looking, listen to the phrasing Fred Astaire's and don't get offended while Mace Dosey does your daughter. A dry camera roll system is now set. Fly around the store under Daisy Productions.